0: Hey there, I don't know about you, but have you ever felt like oh, you're kind of stuck in your academic career? You're not really sure how to move forward. Things are perhaps not working out the right way you hoped for with a grant or a research project or with your promotion or just your clinical work every day. Perhaps you feel unhappy or stuck in some way and you just feel exhausted, frustrated, underappreciated all the things that sometimes just come across us and and we feel these emotions that get us in a place where we just feel stuck and things are just not working out and we wonder... Will it get ever better? Will it ever resolve? Well, in this episode, I really want to share with you how you can apply the scientific method to your life and actually get out of this rut, get out of these emotions, and and, and move forward. So stay tuned. We'll be right back and um, share more details. Welcome to the Academic Revolution Podcast, where we are creating a movement to change the future of academic medicine forever. I'm Inga Hoffman, a Harvard-trained pediatric hematologist, oncologist, and a passionate leadership coach with over 20 years of experience in academic medicine. This is the first podcast for academic physicians that will show you how to achieve higher productivity, become an impactful leader, and create a highly successful career doing what you love without sacrificing your personal life. You and I know that the traditional system is broken. So it's time to say no to the old publish or perish mentality and say yes to lasting change. Join me as we transform academic medicine from the inside out, one physician at a time, starting right here with the Academic Revolution podcast. Well, welcome back to the Academic Revolution podcast. I'm Inga Hoffman and... I'm just so happy you are here and I just want to say we are nearly 20 episodes in and I'm very grateful to all my listeners and I just uh, had you on my mind today honestly I was like you know I just hope you're well this has been a really difficult time over the last couple years to work as a physician especially in any setting but uh, certainly in academia as well there's just a lot of moving pieces. There has been a lot of turmoil. There has been a lot of awakening in terms of, wow, what's actually going on and how, how we're doing all of this. And honestly, there has been a lot of struggle, like accomplishing anything on an academic scale, on a scholarly activity, with all the difficulties and challenges during the pandemic over the last couple of years. And so I just hope you're well. I'm really here to help you move forward because I know that it's not easy and never has been, but it is certainly more challenging. But there's also tools and things you can do on your end to help you overcome and get into a better place. So perhaps you're the kind of person that right now feels like you're a little bit on the struggle bus. Everything feels completely overwhelming Are you feeling stuck perhaps with your career? Maybe what your next moves are with your life or with your kids or with a project? So it could be on a big scale, like these bigger type of questions where you feel like, ah, I just don't know what to do. And I wish I had, you know, a mentor or guide to kind of tell me the next steps. But sometimes they don't know either. And sometimes it's just a process you have to go through yourself. Or perhaps it's something on a smaller scale, not a life-altering decision about maybe a faculty job or promotion or a big research project, but perhaps it's something very specific that is in front of you. Perhaps there's a particular problem you're facing. Perhaps there's a recurrent problem you're facing, like you're feeling like, oh, gosh, I'm always running out of time. There's too much to do, too little time. Maybe there is um, a specific project or or personal interaction you're struggling with. It can be really anything. And anytime we are living in this place of feeling stuck, there is a level of uncertainty that leaves us often frustrated in just in a difficult position that honestly doesn't feel very good. And it can be a really dark place to be in, especially if you've been sitting at it for a while, like being stuck or overwhelmed. Ugh, it's it's uh it's just a kind of can be a depressing spot to be in. And if we don't learn how to move out of it, it becomes harder and harder. And it sometimes feels like at least to me, oh my goodness, this place is closing in on me. I feel like you get in this emotional downward spiral and in turn then become less productive and less motivated to do things because you're just like full of uncertainty. And that happens to all of us. Number one, this is all a normal part of being a person that is just trying to figure out life. But I have certainly been in those positions in my personal as well as in my professional life over and over again. And I learned a very powerful concept to actually think about my life differently and applying a scientific method to it really through one of my experiences with one of my children i have two boys by the time i'm recording this they're 10 and 13 and my 10 year old they're both very bright my my 10 year old's one of those kids that is super bright intellectually very advanced emotionally having some challenges in their sort of child development world in education experience world people call these kids to eat twice exceptional and it brought its own challenges for me over time to learn as a mom how to deal with this because honestly it's been quite stressful over the last few years at times Lots of blood, sweat and tears on my part to help understand my child, how to serve my child the best, how to help him thrive, how to overcome trauma in school and all these kind of things. Without getting into much detail, eventually I had to learn how to handle him, how to be a best mom to the child I have been given and entrusted with and over time I discovered other moms uh, that had similar children and entered a community of experts that really understand this very well and one of the ladies that runs a wonderful program for moms and dads with kids like mine I'm very grateful for she always used this term and said Keep on running experiments on your child, on your situation. What she meant by that is basically test things out. Every kid is different, and that's actually true whether you have a neurological, neurodevelopmentally quote-unquote normal or neurodiverse child. doesn't matter. Test things out with your kids. And run experiments. What is working, what is not working. If you have more than one kid, you know they're all different, right? Some needs more hand-holding. The other one needs maybe more firm direction. Each kid is different. Each of us is different. That means... We need to run experiments to figure out what is working and what is not working. She had a great term for it, and she calls it the uh, citizen scientist. I love that term and have adopted it in other ways. But so over time, I learned, well, let me try to figure out what works with my child in this situation when he gets really distressed. How can I help him and help him develop skills to um, regulate himself, for example. And so over time, I figured what is working and what is not working. And I didn't know that until I ran an actual experiment. And what I want you to get from this story is our lives are just the same. We need to test and evaluate all the time. Our lives are not any different, and each of us can run experiments in our own life to actually help us move forward and apply what is the scientific method. So as an academic physician, I'm sure you're familiar with the scientific method. But just to think about it, so what do we do, right, in science? We have either an observation, let's say in the clinical setting, and say, oh, this is a really interesting patient. I wonder how this all fits together. Or why this is happening. So you make an observation and you ask a question. Perhaps then you do some research on that topic and say, well, what is known about it? And how can I make sense of the information I have about this patient or this research project in front of me? And then we form a hypothesis and say, okay, let me ask a question and test that hypothesis with an experiment. So you run an experiment, and then you get results, you get raw data, and then you look at this data and say, does it either support my hypothesis, or does it make me reject my hypothesis, or perhaps I need more information, and I need to run more experiments. And then I have a conclusion. Now that conclusion then Can lead me to more questions and observations. And so it goes on and on and on. And that's why research takes forever, right? One question we have answered, a hundred million more arise. And that is so true for our lives too. So, what I want you to think about how is that true? How can I apply that in my life? Because your life, no matter what you're facing right now, whether things are going well or they're not going so well, you can run. A scientific experiment, use the scientific method and the exact steps I just outlined to help you find answers. So you could start with well, when you're not feeling right, when you feel stuck or overwhelmed, or you're like, ah, this area here I'm doing okay, but my time management is a disaster. Okay, so what can I do with that? You have an observation. Then you could say, hey, well, what can I find out to improve that? Then you could run a hypothesis and say, well, what are the key effects or what are the key action steps I can do to maybe improve my productivity or my time management? And then you run an experiment to see what works for you. And then you analyze the data. That's what I teach people in my coaching programs. In my challenges, I said all the time, the people that work with me one-on-one will know this really well. I encourage people to run experiments all the time and it is such a powerful experience because then you figure out what works for you versus what somebody told you and that's the most important thing that's by the way the key difference between a mentor and a coach the the objective is always to help you figure out your best next step that works for you for your life for your values for your goals and not what somebody told you to do, because it might be different for you than for your mentor. That is just as a side note. So as we run these experiments in our own life with either a little specific issue we want to improve on productivity, let's say, or even something bigger like, shall I go stay at my institution or find a new job? You're not going to figure it out by just thinking about it. And sometimes it is more important to figure out what doesn't work than what does and you only come to those conclusions when you take action. See, when we talk to our patients, and and I'm a pediatric hematologist, I like rare diseases. I like kids that are complicated where there isn't a straightforward answer. And we often tell people, right, when, when we say, wow, this is a really complicated case. We talk about a differential diagnosis. And then we take a step-by-step approach, sometimes the kitchen sink approach, right, to run a bunch of tests and trying to figure out what's going on. And I remember so many times, right, you sit in front of a family and they're so frustrated because test after test comes back negative. And I always have to remind myself and the patient and the family in front of me, That sometimes it is as important or perhaps even more important to know what this diagnosis isn't than what it is. So the negatives, the negative, the normal test results are equally as important as the positive ones. And you end up just crossing things off your list, right? You're like, okay, well, that test was normal, so That's not the diagnosis and you kind of go down your list and you're left then with hopefully something. But in our life, it's very similar. We have to just test things out. We have to order some tests. We have to run some studies on ourselves to figure out what is working and what is not working, who we really are and who we are not. And we're not going to figure this out, these decisions maybe that you're struggling with, by just thinking about it. You can mull things over and over in your head. You will likely not gain any more clarity. You can ask a gazillion people. You can ask 10 people and get 20 opinions and you might even feel more confused. What is really most important to take action and also listen to your intuition. See. The same way, you're not going to make a diagnosis for a patient by just thinking about it. Typically, you have to run some tests, some imaging. Yeah, You might even try some treatments based on your best hypothesis, even though you don't have a firm diagnosis because you're kind of pushed in the corner to treat the patient in some way. See, all of this requires action and the same is true for our lives. We have to run experiments, we have to take action, we have to test things out. You know, recently I listened to a great interview of uh, Matthew McConaughey and he talked about his book Green Light. By the way, I just picked that up. If you have not read that, it's such a great book. I'm about halfway through and taking home so many learning pearls um, for me. But he said something really powerful in the book. He said, You know, sometimes the hardest thing for him, and and I'm sort of paraphrasing what I remember from the interview, but he said he really doesn't like the fact when he doesn't know things, right? Not knowing is really hard for him. And I could so relate to that because often when we stand, especially in front of decision points, not knowing the outcome is what causes us angst and frustration, right? And then we get more anxious because we want to make sure we don't make a mistake, And he shared that that is one of the key parts, like he doesn't like when he doesn't know the outcome. So not knowing is the hardest part for him. And then he sort of boiled it down from what I took home. (laughs) Again, that was, this is my, this is my take home message. You have sort of three choices with that. You can either say, okay, I don't know. So I'm going to keep on not doing anything because I'm afraid I'm taking the wrong action or I can do something I take any action and it might work out or I might do something and it doesn't work out option one is really not very helpful because you're going to keep on being stuck on the fence in the same uncomfortable position and the discomfort of not knowing never really goes away uh, but you're afraid to take the action because you're afraid to take a make a mistake. But option number two and three, if you really want to know the outcome, is actually great. Because either way, you're going to fail or it's going to work out and you will know. But doing nothing is basically the dumbest option we can choose. But the one we choose most often because we are so freaking afraid to make a mistake. And I've been there. I have to work on that over and over and over again. And we all do until we bite the dust, right? Um, That is part of just what we have to work through to grow as a person. See, that's why I actually really like this quote so much that uh, I found from Matthew is, the first step that leads to our identity in life is usually not, I know who I am, but rather I know who I'm not. And that's true with our bigger identity of who we are and who we are not, as well as these little decisions in life. So I so encourage you. Think about it. Whatever you have in front of you, whatever you feel right now. Maybe you're cruising along and you say, hey, life is great. Everything is awesome. I'm so happy awesome for you. But I bet you, if you look closer, that there is one area in your life, whether it's personal, maybe it's health, your family, relationships, um, perhaps it's, it's things related to work, work productivity, grant writing, whatever it is, doesn't matter, that there is an area where you feel like, oh, I could tweak that, I could improve that, so go for it. Again, thinking about any major decision, or improving your life, or moving forward, will just keep you in the cycle of being stuck. And that's actually where a lot of times, remember we talked about the cycle of academic doom. That's the same thing. You're just stuck in that cycle of academic doom where you're kind of spiraling out of control and decreasing your productivity. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back a couple episodes. I'm talking about the cycle of academic doom and it will all make sense to you. But what I'm encouraging to do is Take action because you're not going to get clarity from just sitting on a fence and doing nothing. Now, you might sit there and say, Well, Ingo, great for you to say, but I'm really afraid to make a mistake. And that is so common for us, especially as physicians, especially as hardwired intellectual people in academic medicine. We don't want to make a freaking mistake because we have been conditioned that if we make a mistake, well, that's bad. If we make a mistake on a patient, obviously that's bad because that could be very costly and consequential for that person. So we want to be thoughtful with those things. And I'm not advocating to take any shortcuts and work short of being excellent in what you do. But there's also a price in your personal life and in your professional life, uh, especially outside of patient care where the excellence and the perfectionism is going to get totally in your way and actually moving forward and can, in fact, totally sabotage your career. So I know you might be afraid to make a mistake, but if you don't take any action, you will definitely make the mistake of sitting in the fence and never getting any clarity. So think about it. There's not really making any mistake. When you run a laboratory experiment, right, you don't always think about I'm making a mistake. You're like, okay, I need to run this experiment. That is my best guess, my best hypothesis, my best experiment that I have conducted and come up with to answer this question. Guess what? You find out if you were right or wrong, or if you need to tweak something. Again, that is the same with your life. So what if your biggest mistake in life, in your career, as an academic physician is actually not taking action, not doing anything and just sitting on the fence, and hoping someday, one day, things will get better, a mentor will come along and tell you your academic institution will finally love you back, you will finally appreciate it, that won't happen. Again, until you change. So do something, take some action, whatever it is, just keep on moving forward. And if it was the wrong direction, guess what, most decisions in life A good mentor of mine told me this once um, many, many years ago. Most decisions in life are actually reversible. We always think, oh, this is not reversible. I make the wrong choice uh, for my next faculty position and my life will go down the drain. No, just change direction. It is totally possible. So I hope you take this to heart. Think about what is going on right now. What do I, what I feel like really where I need to tweak something and then run an experiment just have fun with it just enjoy the process because the journey of what you're going to learn is going to be so freaking amazing that will actually start to be fun and the job we do is way too hard hard emotionally physically mentally intellectually and so many levels there's so many sacrifices along your way you better find something that lights you up, that gives you deep compassion and passion for what you do and that you enjoy and have some fun along the way. As physicians, we all know we are not guaranteed another day. So make the most out of it. Seize that moment. Cop a diem like my old high school used to say on, on the top of the building. So go make it a great day. Make it a great week. Run an experiment this week test something out and just have fun with it. I hope this served you and I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next podcast episode next week. Have a great day. Hey there friend, real quick. If you followed me for any amount of time, you realize that I'm super passionate about helping other academic physicians just like you thrive in academic medicine. And for this purpose, I have created a three-day live training series called The Academic Revolution Life. The event starts October 6th and I really want you to be there. It's gonna be awesome and you're gonna learn a lot. To sign up, Go to ingahoffman one fand 2 nscom forward slash AR to sign up. Again, that is ingahoffman.com forward slash AR You can also find the link in the show notes. Cannot wait to see you there. Talk to you soon.